0: Hello fellow ink drinkers and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk podcast. I'm Belle and we are two sisters who love to read and love books and so we decided to make this podcast in order to talk about different sorts of bookish content whether that be bad retellings of stories book reviews, any sort of buddy reads that we do, maybe even some book theories, and a whole wide variety of topics are also going to be covered in here as well. But today, we are actually going over and doing our buddy read of one of Belle's favorite books, which is called Stalking Jack the Ripper, and it is by Carrie Maniscalco. Oh no! I am so sorry, (laughs) Maniscalco, Maniscalco. That's what we're gonna go with. And if that is wrong, I am so so sorry. I
1: am. That's why I gave it to you to say because there's (laughs) no way I can say
0: it. Yes, I am so sorry if I said that wrong. I do apologize. I am just not good at pronunciation or words nine times out of 10. But before we go into the nitty-gritty of what we kind of noticed during our buddy read or what I noticed because Belle has read this book multiple times, multiple times. And it was really just my first time reading it. We are going to go over kind of our overall thoughts of what we thought when we first read the book or when I first read the book and in Belle's all of her subsequent <laughs> rereads of the book. Yes. So, Belle, what are your general thoughts about this book?
1: Uh, other than it's a masterpiece and everybody should read it? Yes, other than that. Other than that. I just love this book so much. I'm going to sound really, really weird here, but Arya can attest, I absolutely love the Victorian era and I have a weird fascination with true crime and murder and especially the Whitechapel Murders and Jack the Ripper. It was always something that has intrigued me.
0: Yeah. Out of the two of us, you are the one who is the most interested in true crime types yeah. of content. Or- Wh- which
1: is actually really weird because growing up, I was scared of everything and Arya was not so much of a scaredy cat and now that we're older Arya is afraid of her own shadow and I fall asleep to true crime episodes
0: yeah this is this is very accurate which is kind of weird how that happened I don't know how that happened or why that happened but that is
1: okay but in my defense I was only scared of like the basilisk from the Harry Potter movie you were scared of like the fantasy things
0: right you were scared of more like fantasy monsters, which I never was. That's, I mean, again, though, I am a big fantasy person. So I'm not. For me, it was something that I always found fascinating. For me, I think once it gets into real life situations and there isn't that fictional aspect to it i think that's what starts to really freak me out more so than just there's this big huge snake or (laughs) she was also freaked out by gollum from the lord of the rings oh my gosh
1: what little kid isn't i'm sorry like if you're a little kid and you're not freaked out by gollum you need help as a child, that thing is freaky.
0: Yeah. In her defense, his design, which I will admit, you can take my fantasy lover card away at the door if you need to, but I did not read any of the the Tolkien work myself. I did try to read The Hobbit once and I just couldn't get into it. So I, for me... I'm just not a fan, but I did like the movies as a kid. That was kind of a thing that me and my aunt, when she would come in for visiting and that sort of thing, when those movies first came out, she would bring a copy home with her and we would watch it together. And that was kind of our thing. So for me, I had a cry
1: and get yelled
0: at. Right. Yeah. I, I have a lot more. I want to say nostalgia for the movies more so than the books. And I feel like for some works of art, if that's the way it is, that's okay. But regardless, sorry for (laughs) the side tangent there. So in general, though, you love Stalking Jack the Ripper.
1: I do. I love the whole series, except for the third book.
0: Right. Which I will say, okay, for my general thoughts as a first time person going into this book, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, which I was a little bit surprised by. But that being said, will I go through and read any other books of the series? Probably not. Um, Honestly,
1: I think the second book will actually freak you out. You'd probably like the third one because it is escaping from houdini and you do like houdini whereas i do not for me
0: i think that i liked how this first book went and we'll, we'll get into more kind of my my first time thoughts about when i went through this book kind of what stood out to me because bell actually hasn't even heard any of my first time thoughts we were saving it all for you guys <laughs>
1: oh, okay So, yeah, this is my first time hearing her thoughts. So if you hear me dying in the background, just ignore it.
0: But regardless, so the first thing that stood out to me when I was reading this is that Thomas Cresswell, which is kind of the main character. uh, Well, not the main character. No, he's
1: not the main character. He is the male lead. Yes, thank you. Right?
0: Thank you. No, I'm so sorry. My brain could not form the words (laughs) male lead. Lead. <laughs> I couldn't get that through my head. But regardless, the the male lead or he's even, I would say, like the the love interest of this book, his name is Thomas Cresswell. And for me, when I was kind of first going through this, he really did seem to me to be a Sherlock Holmes stand in because he does talk a lot about deductions. And for me, I am a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes retellings, that kind of thing. So I enjoyed that Thoroughly. The other thing that I noticed about him is that he is very smooth
1: <laughs> when <laughs> it is. comes
0: to he his is. his relationship with Audrey Rose Wadsworth. Yes, Audrey Rose. I I knew it started with an A and for a second my mind blanked and I was like, Let let me just tell you,
1: it's such a beautiful name. Like anybody who wants to argue that it is not a beautiful name, please, please comment and I will gladly argue how beautiful the name Audrey Rose is.
0: Yes, I I thought it was very pretty. I thought it flowed very well and it was kind of nice to... I don't know, listen to, because I did listen to the audiobook version of this book. There are some books for me that it is a lot easier to get through or to read when it is in audiobook form. There are other books that I would prefer to only read those. So it really is a balancing act when trying to decide whether to read between the audiobook or the hard copy. Uh, but regardless, so then the next thoughts that I had about this book, and my note is six hours left and I'm enjoying the book so far. I'm not a fan of how she keeps repeating that she doesn't like Thomas, but she does like him. Like I could tell from the beginning that she did like him. Okay.
1: Okay. Pause. Just no. <laughs> the whole thing Between the beginning of Audrey Rose and Thomas is it is set in the Victorian era where higher class women such as Audrey Rose were expected to just find a husband and be the perfect little female wife. When Audrey Rose has a thing for science and she loves her uncle who is very much a scientist and helped the police with murder cases and that type of thing. So she doesn't like Thomas as the fact that he challenged her to think, are you sure this is what you want to do? He admired her and everything, but at the start, she was kind of like, don't mess this up for me.
0: Which I get that, but at the same time, for me, and and I think too, because it isn't this book considered to be like YA? Yes. Okay. So a lot of times for me, and this is why personally I've been trying to get away from reading a lot of YA books, is because I already kind of know where it's going, right? And that doesn't it doesn't just stem from Belle telling me like little bits and pieces about what's happening, but like. I could already tell just from the way that it was going that – you know, she was going to kind of fall for him. He was going to fall for her. They would hopefully eventually get married, of course, unless in a future book, you know, another love interest comes in or or something like that, because that can happen. But for me, I could already tell that that was going to be a thing. And I could tell, like, even in the era that once she were to decide to marry him, that essentially he wasn't going to stop her from doing what she wanted to do. That's just how I interpreted. it it all as I went through kind of this first book. So then the next thought that I had about it but I do like how she can be very calculating in using like the lady's way of doing things and then if the lady's way doesn't really work out for her she kind of puts her own spin on what like a lady should do kind of in her opinion Mm -hmm. which I did enjoy that and in that case I'm thinking of the scene with the the sea captain. (laughs) She kind of How she kind of threatens him. For me, I kind of was like, you go, girl. Like, you got this. Yep. So the next note I have is that after talking to Belle a little bit, I was able to guess the identity of who Jack the Ripper was. Oh, my gosh. No,
1: you questioned it. And I said, no, that's not it. And you kept questioning it until you got who it is. And then I was just like. Mm. But
0: I got it though. Yeah,
1: I got, got it in your two. fifth guess. No,
0: I got it in two. The next thought this book is definitely made to be reread with the knowledge of who the ripper is because there are oh, yeah. a lot of clues
1: in there. I kind of pointed out some clues to her and I'm like pay attention cuz again, my third time rereading this book, still love it. It's great. I was kind of just like, "Oh, pay attention to this. This is important to the storyline." And like As I keep rereading it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. And, you know, things jump out at you. So I was kind of just like, because I was so excited, I I kept being like, Arya, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. And I I gave a lot away.
0: Yeah. Which, and I mean, to be fair, there were certain things that... The way that it was written, my my reader sense or my spidey sense, as I call it my reader sense started to kind of tingle a little bit. So I had a feeling, but it wasn't until I talked to her that it really came together for me, like I said, got it into so proud of me. The next thing that I said is that the Ripper experiments really did creep me out. That is the one part of the book that you break my heart i I got through it, but. It was getting towards the end and in the book, so spoiler warning ahead, but Audrey Rose kind of finds the lair of the Ripper and what she finds there is very, it's not super graphic in detail, but at the same time, the thought of it is just kind of creepy and it kind of gets under your skin a little bit.
1: What are you talking about? No, it doesn't. You
0: wimp. Yeah, I'm a wimp. But I don't care because also just kind of the thought process of some of it. Just I don't know. It just really messed with my head a little bit. I will say Just
1: Frankenstein.
0: Yeah, it's Frankenstein, but worse.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's be real here, though. We're so lucky that I don't understand science because I would totally be a mad scientist.
0: You, You would indeed. But then the last two thoughts that I had when I was I was finishing up with the book is that I love Thomas. And that I love how at the end, her dad comes around to letting her do what she wants to do. That, to me, like kind of after going through everything that happens with The Ripper, that just kind of gave me all the warm and fuzzies. And I was very happy about that. That was a very fun read, I think, for me. I did enjoy
1: it. Oh, I wish you read the series. So, spoiler alert, The Ripper in the first book is not the actual Ripper of the series. You find out later that the Ripper, they get a hold of his journals, and in his journals, he kind of writes, I am guilty of many sins, but murder isn't one.
0: Okay, yeah, I I feel like there's definitely more to it Mm -hmm. than what I know, but I'm going by what I know, which is... Yes,
1: what you know, which is just the first book, which is upsetting because...
0: Yeah, there's more. I get it. I get it.
1: The whole, whole, I'm guilty of many sins, but murder isn't one. And then the last book includes H.H. Holmes and... Ah, if nobody knows the case of H.H. Holmes, just inside the mind of that man.
0: And H.H. Holmes is one case that I do want to just look into the real life case of that versus, you know, a a fictional case. But that that's going to be later on down the line. And that's going to be something that (laughs) I do on my own purely on my own well it looks like we're slowly kind of winding down our time for today's episode we do want to thank you for kind of coming along as we talked about stalking jack the ripper again one of bell's favorite books one book that i did surprisingly enjoy i wouldn't continue with the series but i enjoyed the book overall at the end of the day definitely do recommend you know reading reading at least the first book of this series If you are interested in mystery or if you're interested in story set in the Victorian
1: era. Another thing that I love about this book and shout out to the author for using actual facts about the Ripper case. Yes, there
0: is some kind of overlap into the real world kind of thing for this case. It's not
1: an overlap. She like actually uses the facts of the case. Yes, it's great.
0: Anyway, (laughs) and before we go, of course, if you liked this episode, if you have been enjoying our content, leave a like, leave a review, share it with your friends, especially if they like bookish content or share it with them, even if they don't like bookish content. Maybe they'll like listening to us (laughs) laugh at each other. And next time we are going to be going over
1: another book theory on whether or not Wonderland is real.
0: Excellent. Well, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.